Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the primetime show. On this Tuesday evening, I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the wonderful people at the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Not because they're not just because they're great at what they do, but because they go wherever justice demands. Protect your constitutional rights with the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. AmandaJGentry.com is where you go. True Math Fitness in the Gulch, a new way to work out for the best version of you. Looking forward to getting back into the swing of things with True Math Fitness. Titans have next Tuesday off, so that'll be my next True Math Fitness personal training day. You can go and get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident at TrueMathFitness.com. Uh, so as we talk about all the different things that the Titans uh, are, have tried to do and all the different expectations for various players, um, Anthony Acevedo says, hey, Buck, how do you feel about players? Complaining about EB's intense practices. I don't know who EB is, so I uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I have no thoughts on any of that. I have no idea who EB is. It, there's not an EB on the Titans staff, so I don't think that has anything to do with the team that I cover. So perhaps a little more context there, Anthony, for me to be able to provide you any kind of feedback whatsoever. But uh, I think that the uh, I think that the the situation for the Titans is, it's not completely contingent on uh, DeAndre Hopkins' success, but obviously DeAndre Hopkins has provided a, a necessary service for this team. He brings a necessary skill set for this team, and they have immediately on the practice field made better, made, been made better by his presence. Now, today was the first day of training camp that we did not see DeAndre Hopkins. He had, I think, practiced for seven straight open to media practices. Um, I, uh, I, I know that they had been doing work, uh, on days when it's not open to the media. So we don't know how many of those days he's been here for or, or missed potentially, but this is the first open day that he was not available or wasn't out there on the practice field. But to this point, he has very, very much made it a, uh, he has very, very much made it a priority to continue to be available so he can get these reps in with this quarterback. And that was something that Ryan Tannehill was on NFL Network today. Uh, NFL Network was in town. Ian Rappaport, Sarah Walsh, and uh, Scott Paoli were doing their, uh, uh, I think it's uh, tra- it's Training Camp Live or Inside Training Camp Live. I can't remember the name of the show. Either way, they were in town doing their broadcast, and they had Ryan Tannehill as some of the, one of the people associated with the Titans that they interviewed, and they asked him specifically about Hopkins. So I want to ask you this question, and I'd be curious to see who your answer is. Who's the most important player on the Titans this year? On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Who is the most important player for this team to have success? We will discuss at length together right after I remind you that the Primetime Show and your Two Rivers Ford take are all made possible by Two Rivers Ford. I saw that DeAndre Hopkins is now a proud member of the Two Rivers Ford family. 
I have been as well for the last four years, and I love being a Two Rivers Ford customer. I'm certain DeAndre Hopkins would tell you the exact same. Quality American-made Ford vehicles, award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So who's the most important player on the Titans this year? Uh, Stephen King says Tim Kelly. Obviously, that's incorrect. Tim Kelly is not a player. We're talking players at this point. Uh, left tackle says B. French. So right now, that's Andre Dillard. I don't know that he's the most important, but obviously, he does provide a critical service at this stage. Uh, left side, just generally, says Stephen King. Craig Baxter says D-Hop will hopefully help balance out the offense so the defense is not stacking the box against Henry. So uh, I think that there's going to be a, a lot of uh, right tackle, says Royal Wright. Music Malik, uh, Music City Malik says Dillard. There's a lot of different submissions in the F, in the uh, chat tonight. Um, but I do think that there's a couple of different ways that you can take this answer. Akeem Baker says, D-Hop, baby, we need to get down the field. Well, he's going to provide you the ability to sustain your offense. He may make a play or two down the field throughout the course of the season, but he's not a big play. I mean, he's not really a big play downfield threat the way that you might. Like, Burks is that for you. That's not D-Hop. But, you know, his he is going to provide an important service for you this year. But he's not the most important player on the field. Uh, I want you to hear from uh, Ryan Tannehill on DeAndre Hopkins, and then we can talk about, you know, who I think is the most important player for this team this year. You were talking to DeAndre Hopkins before it became official. You were recruiting him to Tennessee. Take us inside the recruiting cell. If you're saying, hey, come here, we can win, we can take this division – what what was the hard sell to DeAndre that got you clearly got him here? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, Could have been money to, too, excited but you know to have uh, DeAndre here. You know, I was able to to go out to dinner and uh, and spend some time with him back. I don't remember if it was May or June, right? Whenever this thing first started happening, and then I uh, was communicating with him. You know, checking in every every week or two, saying, "Hey, what's going on? Where are we at?" You know, and. Uh, kind of along for the ride just like everybody else you know but thankfully we're able to add him to the group and uh, he's been a big addition you know there's been a lot of those same things we've been talking about with everyone else but we've seen some some huge plays from him um mm. you know vintage Hopkins that you've seen a across his career of, of tight contested catches and he's able to elevate or or make the uh, the extended catch um so as a quarterback it's, it's been a lot of fun to find those areas where I can put the ball where only he can get it and then he's making the play so that's Ryan Tannehill on NFL Network earlier today. Now, I understand why some of you might say, uh, what might say DeAndre Hopkins. He, you understand how much value he brings in the way that Ryan Tannehill just described. You can throw that dude, uh, you can throw that dude, throw to that dude when he's covered at any point and he can go up and make a play. He is somebody who is has the catch radius basically of a two car garage. And no matter if the defense has good coverage on him, he is still able to find ways to create separation, to go up and get it. He's got incredible length um, to go along with very, very strong and powerful hands. I think that uh, I think that his presence is important, but he's not the most important player on the field this year. I'm going to play another clip from NFL Network here in just a second, right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com, get your dream address without the stress. The Intel edge you need to succeed can be found with the Ashton team. Nobody has better information on the best properties the way that the Ashton group does. They're the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators. Go to GaryAshton.com for more information. 
So uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Ian Rappaport was, uh, you know, updating people on the Titans who haven't necessarily been paying attention to the Titans all offseason the way that we do on a regular basis. And he was kind of telling for the national television audience why DeAndre Hopkins chose Tennessee ultimately. Well, this is fascinating to me for a couple reasons, but for DeAndre Hopkins, you know, this was a long winding road. There was the trade talks during the season. There was the trade talks after the season. There was, I think, the assumption from a lot of people that right before the draft that he was going to be traded from the Arizona Cardinals somewhere. Now, there was a couple teams interested. We've talked about in the Buffalo Bills, plenty of others. In the end, that did not happen. They ended up releasing him, and then all he wanted was for a place where he could go win. And the fact that he chose Tennessee, and it was essentially New England or Tennessee, the two places that at least he visited, the fact that he chose Tennessee and they were willing to pay him a salary that was I think, more than commensurate with, with his abilities where he is, is telling to me because he thinks the Titans are going to be good. And, you know, they, they drafted a quarterback in Will Levis, obviously. I think some people view this as sort of a team in transition. He views this as a team that can win, and that stands out to me. The reason why DeAndre Hopkins views this as a team that can win is because of Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is the most important player on the Titans roster this year. The quarterback, no matter who the quarterback is, is always going to be the most important player on the roster in any given year. They are the person outside the center who handles the ball on every snap. They are the person who can fundamentally impact the trajectory of the season. They, he, in Ryan Tannehill, is the biggest reason why you fell off a cliff last year because of his absence throughout the course of the year with the high ankle sprain. When you don't have your starting quarterback, even if your starting quarterback is not somebody that you consider top five, top 10, whatever the case may be, your starting quarterback, no matter who your favorite team is or who your quarterback is, your starting quarterback is always the most important uh, player on the football field in any given season. Should Ryan Tannehill get hurt, Malik Willis or Will Levis immediately becomes the most important player player for the football team that year. That's the nature of the quarterback position. It is the most responsibility. It is the most important position in sports. And Ryan Tannehill, no matter what your opinion of him is, uh, is somebody who is going to continue to be the most important player on your team in the year 2023. Now, if it goes beyond that, then we can have a different conversation. But at this stage, uh, there is nobody more important than that quarterback right now. Um, Akeem Baker says, I love Tannehill. He's going to be fine. I think, yeah, we'll, we'll certainly find out. Tony McKee says still hate Tannehill. Yeah. I mean, listen, you're entitled to have whatever opinion you want to have about Tannehill. You can hate Ryan Tannehill. That's fine. You can uh, love Ryan Tannehill. That's fine. Uh, it doesn't matter your personal opinions on Ryan Tannehill. He remains under contract as your quarterback this year. So you, uh, whether you're invested in him or whether you think they're better off without him, uh, you'd be fooled to think that they're better off without him at this stage. And I would be curious to see what next year looks like with where the two quarterbacks behind him are right now, not quite capable of being starting NFL quarterbacks. But at some point, those opportunities will be thrust on both of them uh, late at later dates, whether that's Malik here or Levis, you know, or Malik elsewhere, Levis here or whatever the case may be. Uh, Ryan Tannehill continues to be the most important player on the football team. You go as he goes, and you've always, and you know, I mean, you, I, I don't need to tell you guys this. You know this, uh, but I do think it's worth re reiterating. Uh, Kevin Jones says those five guys protecting him are almost as important. They're them lookout blocks going to get him killed. Uh, yeah, I mean, the offensive line, 
here's the deal. Like the offensive line uh, needs to be more competitive for me to have any shred of confidence about them um, right now. I, I'm not overwhelmingly confident about the offensive line situation. I think that if they're, you know, if you were looking for something to inspire you about them, I would not say that they have been any kind of inspirational thus far. It doesn't mean that they're going to be awful. doesn't mean that it'll be as bad as last year. I just don't necessarily think it's going to be very good. Um, but, you know, plenty of people have offensive line issues throughout the course of the season, and we'll see how they find ways to work around it. Every team has deficiencies, right? Whether it's the Chiefs, the Bills, the Titans, the Colts, uh, the, I don't know, the... The Niners, everybody has deficiencies across their roster. I don't know if the offensive line in Tennessee is, again, going to be the worst offensive line in the sport. It was one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive lines in football last year. But what I do know is that they are not terribly competitive against the Titans' defensive line. And while the Titans' defensive line, when healthy, is obviously going to be a force to be reckoned with, um, it's just it's just really not in a it – is, it is – De- they definitely did as much as they could. I don't fault them for their efforts. I just don't think that it's going to be a situation that makes you feel much better than you did last year. If it's even if it's even if if it's below average, the offensive line it would be an improvement. So the bar is very very low here. I just would say to you that ba- if practice if you know if practice is going to be any kind of a sample size, that offensive line is not competitive against the the uh, the group that the Titans are fielding right now. On defense, uh, Damon says, Buck, I'm confident about our offense. They're playing the top five defense in uh, a top five defense in the NFL every day. Um, I mean, maybe it's possible, right? Like, I, I just, I don't know that the, uh, I, I don't know that the secondary is great. Um, I know that the front should be great, but beyond that, you know, and that certainly helps make up for a, uh, a secondary that you have questions about. And it's not like the second, I don't know that the secondary is going to be bad. I just have a lot of questions about the secondary, right? They were they were the 32nd ranked passing defense in football last year. They couldn't get a pass rush after Jeff's, Jeff's ankle fell apart. So, um, you know, I I don't I'm not as like completely gung ho confident about everything. You know, every all ills being cured by the Titans defense. I acknowledge that they should be a a good unit. I would acknowledge that they should be a top half of the league type of defense I don't know I'm not gonna get into top five or top 10 I don't know that that is uh it depends on which metric that you're looking at if you want to talk about total yardage if you want to talk about scoring defense if you want to talk about turnover ratio or turnover differential all these different things right um I think the defense should be good I think that a good defense should not still consistently be eight days in a row beating up on an offensive line that way there has to be a, an increased level of competitiveness. I don't just because the Titans defense looks better than the Titans offense right now does not mean that that's like it's not like the quarters and the and the wide receivers right where Christian Fulton is clearly getting better um, by working against DeAndre Hopkins and a better version of Traylon Burks. Andre Dillard may be getting better working against a Arden Key or Skaronsky is certainly getting some valuable reps against uh, Jeff Simmons. I think all of those things can help, but again, like I said, at some point they need to be more competitive and. To, to date, they are not, they have not had a day where they are the more competitive unit than the defensive line. I, I'm just saying, like, you you would like to see them win once. Um, 
Josh Sabata says we can stop the run. Yeah, but everybody, you know, everybody was fine with letting you stop the run last year. They didn't give a shit. That's why you were the 32nd ranked passing defense because you couldn't stop the pass after the run. You're good on third downs. Good up, much improved on third downs. Uh, since all of you wanted Shane Bowen hired, and he's probably going to be mentioned in the next head coaching cycle, uh, which is always funny to me. But uh, yeah, you can stop the run, and it's all well and good. And most NFL teams are content to stop running the football and just pass on you because it's a way more efficient way to go about uh, moving the ball down the field and obviously taking advantage of explosive plays. So uh, yeah, they need to even out. They need to even out a little bit at this stage. Uh, let's uh, let's get into competitions beyond uh, 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 elsewhere on the roster that are kind of interesting. What's the uh, what's the most important position battle besides right tackle on the Titans roster right now? We will discuss at length together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. I love the team at TrueMath. It's not just the group classes. It's not just the personal training. It's uh, personal training. It's not just having access to their open gym facility. They have all kinds of great community events. They do regular monthly TrueMav tests that will allow you to test your level of physical fitness as you see yourself improve with their workout programs. Like I said, I love the personal training elements of TrueMav. I have also really enjoyed the group fitness classes. Personal training just works better for my schedule. You can find out all about their great options and get your first workout free at TrueMavFitness.com. Dot com. So where's the most important uh, position battle outside of right tackle? We know that the right tackle situation, I, I don't necessarily think right tackle is a battle. I think it's Chris Hubbard's job to lose at this point. And, you know, he's a veteran. He started games at right tackle. He's the best of not great options at this stage. And he only needs to make it through six weeks before NPF can start to work back into the lineup. So I think your offensive line group is pretty well set, provided that they stay healthy. Um, but where else is the competition at this point? Wide receiver, says Roy Elright. I think that's been a fiercely competitive, especially like from spots four through, let's say four through six, right? Those, uh, I don't necessarily know that they'll keep six receivers this year, but four through six at the wide receiver position is, been fascinating to kind of see how these guys are jockeying uh to try and get ahead of one another we had uh we had chris moore on the radio show today i thought he was pretty good at talking about how he has adapted to the situation coming in as a free agent off a season where he has been very uh where he's had his most productive season as a receiver having primarily primarily been a special teams option uh wesco in that one dude says lou man uh trayvon wesco and um I don't know who Wesco. I don't think Wesco is necessarily in a competition with anybody. Van Boys TV says, can Racy make it? I mean, I don't know. What do you want? That's my thing. Like, and respectfully to Racy, like, what do you want Racy McMath for? You know, like <laughs> I, I, he's big and fast for sure. Uh, but like four career catches. So like, can Racy make it? I mean, should Racy make it? I would probably argue. No. I mean, there's not, unless he's got some kind of ungodly special teams value that is yet to materialize, like Chris Moore's their gunner. 30-year-old Chris Moore's their gunner. It's why I don't feel good about guys like, I know, I don't, I'm almost certain that, you know, I mean, there's a lot more camp to go, but like if you asked me today, I would tell you with the high degree of certainty that Colton Dow, for example, is not making this roster. Uh, I would say that Racy, there's not really, like what does Racy McMath do that's an asset right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
he he may he may still have a, a productive NFL career, but there's been nothing to indicate. I mean, he, he wasn't that in college. I know he was buried on a really really talented wide receiver death chart in college, but like college, he wasn't that player. Professionally, he hasn't been that player. I just don't think you know for for anybody who's advocating for Racy McMath to be on this roster, I would ask you. I'm just curious why, why is, why is he somebody who you're invested in? But wide receiver is obviously a really, really good answer as to the roster competition. I would say to you though, that uh, I would say to you though, that kicker um, is one that, you know, doesn't seem like there's a ton of separation and we'll see how they react in live game instances uh, coming up, starting with this Saturday in Chicago. Right now with Caleb Shudak and uh, Trey Wolf, uh, the undrafted rookie free agent at Texas Tech, there's not been anything to separate them. They do consistently seem to make kicks. They uh, they have not have uh, they have not uh, they have not had any real separation other than physically separating. They are one Wolf is ten times. I mean, I don't want to say ten times taller, but he's considerably taller than Shudak, who is uh, you know clearly below average in in size. But you know, it's not like you necessarily notice a difference in their leg strength. Uh, Ocho says, are you going to Chicago? Yes, certainly going to Chicago. Uh, we'll be in Chicago. We'll be in Minnesota, uh, and new Orleans, Cleveland, every road game after that, London, all of them. So if you're at a Titans game, uh, I'm going to be there. You know that I'm going to be there. Uh, biggie C big C rather says thoughts on inside linebacker. I was surprised to see rice behind Gibbons. I mean, I, if you, if you've been, and listen, we have the privilege of being at practice every day, right? Like I do the radio show from practice literally every day. So, um, that that may come as a surprise to many of you, but uh, Monty is Monty is a faster player. Gibbons is a smarter player, I think at this stage. Uh, give, let me not make it smarter. Uh, that's probably Mike Vrabel and the Titans defensive coaching staff trust Jack Gibbons to be in the right spot more than they trust Monty Rice to be in the right spot. Now it's not like Monty can't play, but right now Jack Gibbons is a is the player that they trust more than Monty to be to be able to execute what it is that they're asking. I don't want to say uh smarter was a, an incorrect an incorrect assessment. So um I would I would retract that statement, but they do trust Gibbons to be able to execute more even if he's not on paper the more physically or athletically gifted player. You know, I uh you guys know that Will Compton's a buddy of mine and that I like to talk a lot of shit to Will. But Will, to his credit, and I would never tell him this to his face, uh, but Will lasted in the league as long as he did, not because he's a superior athlete, right? I mean, Will makes jokes all the time, if you, for those of you who follow him and follow him on the internet, about his physical uh, fitness and his appearance and all these things. Will Compton stayed in the league as long as he did because he knows the plays. He understands where to be in the right spot. Now, maybe he lacks recovery speed or maybe... He lacks length and things like that. Gibbons is Gibbons definitely has some athletic ability and definitely has superior length to Rice. But I would say that trust and reliability are things that coaches are always going to prioritize. It's smart coaches, I think, are always going to prioritize. You do want to play your more gifted players. Talent is not something that the Titans can afford to turn their nose up at by any stretch of the imagination. But there's not such a disparity in talent between Gibbons and Rice, for example, that Rice has to absolutely be on the field. I'm sure, Monty will play. Monty will have to play. All these dudes who make the 53-man roster are going to play at some point, uh, right? 
certainly the Titans have been the better example of that over the last couple of years. But I would uh, I would acknowledge that um, that Gibbons in a small sample size last year was fine. I'm curious to see if so. Greg Cosell and I were talking about this today. Ben Neiman and Luke Gifford, two other players at inside linebacker, and where they kind of factor in. Those two are others that I uh, are are others that I'm curious to see. Cosell brought up the idea that Neiman had been the dime linebacker in Arizona, really really good at it. Uh, dime linebacker in Kansas City as well, really really good at it there. And it, would that af- affect how they deploy their inside linebackers at this point? If Alshair is not quite the best option to be nickel and dime. We know that they're going to play nickel and dime, particularly on third down. That's what they do. They love their extra defensive backs and they know that they can get pressure with four. Um, But right now, if you're talking base personnel, two inside linebackers, I would say that it would be, I mean, I wouldn't say the coaching staff would say that it's Gibbons and Alshair or Alshair and Gibbons. However, you would stack them at their respective positions. Uh, Taylor S. Hurst says, Buck, how can you be so intimately close to the team and not develop an affinity to them? Uh, well, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say that I don't have like, you know, I obviously talk to these dudes every day, right? It's, it's like saying that, uh, it's like asking me, how can I be so intimately close to Burke, uh, Bert and Lucas and still manage to hate them on a daily basis? Well, it's quite easy now. <laughs> I, I think that, uh, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not my thing, right? Like it's, it is pretty easy for me to not have a vested interest in success or failure of the football team. But, you know, obviously I know these dudes, I know a lot of their families at this point, this is going to be, I think this is going to be my, yeah, this is going to be my seventh season covering the Titans. So obviously, you know, I, and it's not just players, right? It's coaches, it's, uh, it's personnel, it's front office. Like, know a lot of people that work for your football team that play for your football team and um you know to say that I don't have relationships with these people like personal relationships with these people would be disingenuous but yeah at the end of the day like my job is not to to root or to root for or against them um yeah you know sometimes it's better for content when things go boom and you can talk about a little bit of disaster and certainly winning football teams are better to talk about than losing football teams on a week in week out basis but you know it's just it's it's not a problem for me like I, I legitimately I'm pretty easily able to divest myself from them as an organization while still having plenty of people whose personal success that I root for and uh who I'm happy to see succeed you know uh, I've, I've had very very I'm almost zero bad experiences working with people around the titans uh <laughs> Stephen King says um Stephen King says Buck's basically saying he lost all empathy for the players. No, I didn't lose all empathy for the players. It's fine. Uh, that's what I mean. How can you know them and not hope they do well? Uh, like I said, like I hope they hit all their contract incentives. I hope that everybody who is in a contract year gets paid here or elsewhere. But yeah, that's personal. That's personal. You know, it's different rooting for people. Like I root, you know, despite how much shit I talk to Bert, I work, I root for Bert to have personal success. Despite how often you or I may disagree, whether it's Taylor or who else is in here, JR, Volcano, Stephen King, Ryan Kennedy, Michael Smith, Sandra, Allen, like a lot of different people. Sandra Allen appears to be a, a porn bot, so maybe don't send her that friend request. Eric Garst, we, uh, I just was going. <laughs> 
just going through the list of people that I saw making comments on Facebook. Avoid the porn spam always. But yeah, I root for all of you to have personal success. It's just, you know, um, I, I it's I'm not uh, the only team that I really care about in my life is Indiana basketball. It's just been the way that I like as a fan. That's that's just really not been uh, not been anything that gets me as passionate about being a fan the way that Indiana basketball does. And that's fine. You don't you don't need to have people who cover your team who are also fans of your team. Uh, Jackie Holbert says, Bert, smite the bot. No, Bert probably clicked on the link. That's the problem around here. Uh, all right, let's keep it moving. Uh, Charles Welbeck says, Buck, you need to get on busing with the boys. Who is calling me right now that my, uh, my phone is ringing in the middle of the primetime show? I don't know if you guys could hear that on the laptop. Um, but, uh, I would say to you that, uh, yeah, if Will and I went to coffee the other day, we talked a lot about industry stuff and, Afterwards, we said that uh, that would make a more uh, make for a, a good podcast, but I just don't know if that's too inside baseball for you. Like, I don't know how many people actually give a shit about media rights deals and all the uh, all the different uh, all the different transactions on our side of things on the business side of media. So, you know, maybe there's broader appeal. And uh, yeah, if you want if you want to if you want to pepper the boys and about getting me back on the bus, football season would certainly not be the worst time to do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, awaken to the eternal.com says Buck is frat hire, all emotionality like Austin. Uh, I don't know what a frat hire is. I was not in a fraternity and emotionality is not a word. So I would say, uh, you know, perhaps reevaluate that the entirety of the, uh, of the thought process there. Although that doesn't appear to be much of a thought. It just appears to be a bit of word vomit. That's nonsensical. So hopefully that's not, uh, Hopefully that's, you're not having any kind of a situation where you're just babbling random things onto the internet, just random words. Are you talking to text? What happened there? I couldn't say either way. Uh, all right. Kicker competition is probably the place that I would go. Long story short. Let's keep it uh, moving on the primetime show. Let's do a gone viral video. This also from Titans training camp and something that brought a great smile to my face. We are going to uh, get into that together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Let me know uh, what's the best thing that you saw on the internet this week. We will discuss together right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Wherever justice demands is not just the slogan. You guys know this at this point. We are fired up to have Amanda J. and her team as our partners, just as you will be fired up to have Amanda J. Gentry on your team if you feel that your constitutional rights are in danger. AmandaJGentry.com is where you go to find out about all the different off all the different legal advice that they can provide to you. She has practiced in Tennessee family and criminal courts in 35 counties in Middle Tennessee. So it's not just a saying wherever justice demands. She goes where you need her. AmandaJGentry.com is where you go. Uh, so as you uh, as you look at the uh, as you look at all the different uh, Austin Stanleys in the comment section, he says, LOL, what the hell does that mean? I don't know, Austin. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure, but uh, it's, it's something that uh, I probably spent too much time trying to discern. I will leave that to smarter minds than I with Austin and Zach in the morning. Certainly, uh, I'm sure they will work through the, uh, the emotionality of whatever it is. I, actually, that's probably a good word to describe. <laughs> it's not, I don't know that it's a word. Have we confirmed that emotionality is a word? I said it pretty casually just because that's not a word that I use on a regular basis, but uh, either way, 
<laughs> emotionality. It, it shouldn't be a word would be a great word to describe the morning show with the two of them screaming at each other on a regular basis. Uh, J Master Gaming says, I saw reports of Levis struggling camp. Is that true, Buck? I mean, I don't know. It depends on the day. Like, did Malik Willis struggle in the red zone yesterday? Yes. Did Will Levis struggle? Uh, has Will Levis struggled on trying to get better at throwing touch passes? Yeah, it's training camp. These dudes are struggling at a variety of different things all the time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sweat it. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's wrap things up with a gone viral video. What's the best thing that you saw on the internet this week? Mine comes from Titans training camp, but it has absolutely nothing to do with your local professional football team. He I, does the hip out, kind of he uses his left arm to kind of hang on to something and prop himself up like he's on a subway. And uh yeah. I think that's this why is he, the Kirby. I think that's why he walks the way that it does the, the way that he does, because his spine is just kind of twisted from his hips being out of place that way, from leaning for just, so many years. I just need a hat. Kirby's always got a hat on. And I'm not a hat guy. Hats make my head look dumb. Well, yeah, we would have to find the appropriate size. Uh, at that point, although Greg Cosell did get a hats from the team. He was concerned about his head uh, out here on the practice. Oh, whoa. Speaking of concern. About- <laughs> oh, my God. I think you pulled that down on yourself. Give me that. That's unbelievable. Give me my rain jacket. <laughs> at this point, I'm just worried about the comrades. Give me that. Give me that. I am so dry and he is so not. And that is hilarious. Jackson, blink twice if we're still on the air. <laughs> That's outstanding. Uh, blank, thank blank. you, buddy. We're thank st- you for that. The fact that, I mean, listen. That actually felt amazing. If it was on the equipment, it would be one thing. That it's on you yeah. is comedically perfect. And the fa- Oh, my God. Did we get that on camera? Yeah. The laptop? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that felt good, actually. I would take another one of those. Do you feel refreshed? Is that coming from the tenor? Yeah, is look it coming at from Let's above? Pull it up right oh, there. it's literally yeah. sitting there. It's just waiting for you. Yeah. Excellent. I love that. <laughs> It's it's like it's like uh, we pulled like one of these TikTok pranks. Every time this wind blows, but we can literally see the puddle sitting above uh, us. Feel like one of the, feel like a kid at the water park with the bucket. You remember the bucket at a water park? I bet you didn't go to water parks as kids. I don't did swim. You? Are you kidding me? I'm not going to a public water park. You out of your mind? <laughs> so that's that's uh, from training camp. I think that was Friday. Uh, with uh, with Lucas having to wear multiple hats. Kirby Allen Kirby was not with us. No, I guess that was Monday. Kirby Allen Kirby not with us to make things happen uh, on a regular basis. So Lucas had a few more responsibilities, and his reward for doing a great job and trying to make sure that we all stayed on the air was to get absolutely ice bucket challenged uh, by our own tent in the middle of the radio show. It was hilarious. It's the best thing I saw on the internet this week. Uh, okay, it's going to do it for us tonight. A lot of fun on the uh, primetime show. I thought Chris Moore was a, a good interview. Go check that out. We had Malik Willis on Monday, Chris Moore today. We will not be on the practice field tomorrow. That is closed to the media, so we'll be back in studio. Uh, be good to get back in the studio. I think you know, I'm only doing shows in studio once a week at this stage uh, for the radio station, given how often we're out at Titans training camp. And uh, not that many more days to go before we all ship up for uh, ship out rather for Chicago and uh, cover the first quote unquote game of the season. It'd be a lot of fun. Have a great rest of your evening. Uh, I will talk to you at 10 a.m. tomorrow, 104.5 The Zone. If I don't catch you there, of course, we'll be right back at it tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Prime Time. See you guys. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit.
And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.